you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. What an honor it is to be able to come across your airwaves with this broadcast. And we've certainly been honored this week. We remind you that Pastor Miller's back with us, Pastor Tony Miller. He had uh, had a little bit of a leave of absence as him showing up every six weeks or so and took some time off. He was dealing with AFib. His heart was a little bit out of rhythm, so he had to work with some doctors and stuff. And I'm here to assure you that God answered all our prayers. We had mentioned Pastor Miller a couple times uh, and to pray for him. And so we've been going through through. Uh, we've been going through Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. We've been talking about the full armor of God. Uh, we started out yesterday and we finished up the shield of faith and we moved forward to the helmet of salvation there in verse 17 of chapter 6 of Ephesians. Uh, and then, and, and talking about the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, pastor. That's where we are now, the yes. word of God. Yes. Yeah. And this deals many times with Satan's distorting reality. Yeah. You remember when he came to Jesus in the wilderness, he said, since you're the son of God, he didn't really say if. Some people think he was ca casting doubt, but the Greek construction really is a position where it says, since you're the son of God, use your power to serve yourself. Feed yourself. Turn these stones into bread. And Jesus countered, and he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Yeah. And he said, the physical isn't the most important thing, but God's word is. And so I'm going to do what God's word says, and I'm not going to serve myself. Then he, he, Satan says, okay, you want to you use the word of God? And he comes and he says, hey, cast yourself off of this temple wall, and the angels will bear you up. And he quotes scripture, but he distorts it in its application. And this is why we have to become experts in knowing what the word of God says and how to apply it in each situation. Mm. I remember whenever I got into a situation uh, going to Bible college and I realized there was two sins in my life that I had, I had surrendered my life and the, some of these sins just seemed to go away. But there were still two sin issues that I was struggling with. And finally, I decided, well, you know, the Bible says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed to their in the word of God. And thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And I said, well, I need to find verses that pertain particularly to these specific sins so I can have God's perspective Whenever I get tempted that way, when my flesh or Satan comes and tempts me, well, yeah. I was reading through those verses and I got a specific one. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm going to give something I find helpful to men. Men sometimes think, well, pornography is not so bad. I'm stressed out. I've had a lot of trauma in my life. I'm going to go have some pleasure. I'm going to look at some pornographic material and I'm going to have some pleasure. But a perspective that I found in the Word of God says, Jesus said, you have heard of old, thou shalt not commit adultery. Many men say, well, I'm not going out and cheating on my wife. But he says, whosoever looks on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery in his heart already. Yeah. And when I, when even my own life, when I begin to see, 
hey, just looking at a woman and having lust and imaginations toward what I would like to do sexually with a woman, that's adultery today I'm committing against God. You get a perspective like that, you've got an answer to Satan and your flesh to deal with it right on the spot. And that's what we need to do with the Word of God. I got a problem, I got to go get scripture verses that have to do with that problem so I can get God's perspective and God's help and how I should respond to it every time it shows up as a temptation. Boy, that's good. And, and, and I mean, folks, it, you know, this idea of pornography, it's real. It's all over the place. It, it may not be as overt as I'm downloading these videos on my computer. It may be uh, looking at people, you know, which is adultery in your heart. I'll never forget years ago that a uh, guy was running for president, Jimmy Carter. I don't agree necessarily with his politics or presidency, but but I know Pastor Miller remember this. He was being interviewed, and he says, I've committed adultery in my heart hundreds of times, talking about the Bible verse there. And I remember, mm. uh, you know, I didn't know how to deal with that. I, I wasn't a Christian. I, I but Didn't know really what he was saying. Didn't know what he was saying. But the <clears> truth <throat> is, you know, I mean, look away, friends. Uh, you know, look back at your wife. Think about your wife. Think about the places you've been. But most of all, apply God's word. Yes. And just as quick as possible, right? Just as when it shows up, the temptation, you know, one of the things you should have the verses in your mind, committed to memory, meditated upon. When I get in this situation, this is how I'm going to respond. You know, this is exactly what my oldest brother, who is a wrestling coach, when he would take his high school students to a wrestling tournament. And every guy would sit there and he'd watch the guys wrestle before him that were in his weight says, when this guy makes this move, then I'm going to counter him this way. So when he gets in a match with him, he already knows how he's going to counter the move of his opponent because he's watched him wrestle, knows what he's going to do. That's what we need to do with the Word of God. Study yeah. Satan's moves and then be prepared with an immediate response that we already have predetermined. But after we counter and win the victory... We shouldn't go away and say, oh, I hope I don't ever get tempted that way. No, God, thank you. You gave the victory. I was strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I used the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, to get your victory, God. And the devil can never take that away. And uh, uh, I'll tell you, when God gives us a victory, that's a victory forever. It's, it's, <laughs> and rejoice. Yeah. Yeah, rejoice in it. And, and the more you thank God, the stronger you get in the Lord. This joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah. So years ago uh, in this area, years ago, I, I got to be, a, I was violent. I carried a weapon. I had a White House uh, security clearance. I was in White House communications doing an inaugural thing and these things. And they called over to the base and they wanted people who were trained. I was on a quick reaction force. I wasn't Secret Service, nothing like that. I was in the Army, but part of my job was a quick reaction force. The so, response quickly at the right time right right so if the secret service can't handle it the you know the capitol police can't handle it boy that qrf you go to your position with your weapon ready to go so i carried a federal weapons permit so these people were coming into town billy graham franklin graham billy graham one night franklin graham the next night anyway they called over to the base and said do you have any more of these people with these high security clearances that would have weapons, we'd be willing to, you know, pay them a few bucks if they could work both days. Well, you know, I called up and said, listen, I'll do this for free. I just become a Christian. I, mm. I'd be glad. So I was assigned as personal security, both to, and they had actually a secret service agent 
who was assigned as well. So there's like four of us assigned to Billy Graham and Franklin Graham. Come to find out, people want to kill them as well. But I'll never forget this. I had Billy Graham in the car, and we had come from the airport. I was responsible for picking him up, and we took him over to this hotel. And, and no, I mean, he wasn't staying in the Waldorf. He, you know, he was staying in the GW Marriott in just a common room. But I, I remember we got over the hotel, and we had another driver, and his other brother and I went with him. And we got on the elevator, and we went up to his room, and he said, uh, now, Douglas, I told him my name was Doug. He called me Douglas, and he looked at the other guy in his name. He said, my name's Mark Richard, whatever his last name was. And uh, so he called him Mark Richard. He said, Douglas and Mark Richard, he said, I need one of you to stay here with me, and I need the other one to go and look in the closets, look under the bed, Look out the window. Make sure there's no women's apparel in there. Anyone hiding under a bed? Anyone hiding in the closet? Check the bathtub uh, really good. Yeah. And uh, and I'll never forget that I I went and did that. And I took it real seriously. The, you know the bed had plywood around it, so I assured him there was no one under the bed. But I went into the uh, the different areas of the room, checked to make sure there were no cameras, no anything like that. And he went in the room and he turned around and he looked at us and he said, fellas, I'll be ready here in a couple hours. Could I give you a few dollars to get a hamburger or something? We said, no, Mr. Graham, we're okay. And uh, he said, you only lose your testimony once. Mm-hmm. And he said, I want to serve God. Yeah. And he said, and he says, this is one of those areas that can get in my heart. I prepare my heart. But he says, I also need to prepare my being and what's around me. Ahead of time. Ahead of time. Yeah. And, and, and I think, folks, I think that's what Pastor Miller's talking about, too, is we, we get this victory, but we're still sinners. We're still things in our life, but we capitalize on that victory and put it into place every day. We have, to, we have this besetting sin, right? We have... Keep keep your sword sharp all the time and your hand on the handle on the belt that you're carrying. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, folks, this is a journey, and uh, it's spiritual warfare. It's, it's a daily battle, these different things. And we know what our besetting sin is. So earlier in my life, I probably had, and just being all honest, we all have, uh, the lust of the eyes and different things like that. And it was probably more difficult when I was younger, though I'm not discounting it now. It's still, oh, yeah. it, it's still there. But I mean, when I was younger, boy, I, I and, uh, and, but then I also have sin. Pastor Miller will tell you, he's sitting across from a guy who lost 90 pounds. I had, I had a problem with gluttony. Well, I realized mm. I didn't need the 24-ounce sirloin with the piece of chocolate cake for dessert. I, You know, <laughs> one or the other was okay. I, <laughs> and, and I had to do these things. So, so folks, what I'm telling you is, is what has God given you? Well, if he's given you a victory, I mean, capitalize on that bad boy and mm. take that sword, shine it up, and, uh, and make sure it's so sharp. And ready. And ready. Hey, folks, listen, we'll be right back. We're going to go ahead and go to this. We'll be right back with Pastor Miller. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. You know, what a powerful reminder that Pastor Miller just gave us on how important it is to study and apply the Word of God in our lives and just how important it is that when we got that sword, we can speak the truth in love. And, mm. and boy, we, boy, that messes up the enemy, brother. 
When we speak, when you call those trigger verbs, I like that. You know, people with PTSD, people with hurts, we're always talking triggers. What is that thing that flashes me back? What is that thing that brings me there? Well, we also got to remember, what is that thing that pulls me out? And it's well, the, it's word the of God. response from the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a wonderful reality, uh, Brother Carragher. It really is that even this is illustrated in one of the, well, at one time, the second most popular bought book in the world behind the Bible was Pilgrim's Progress at one time wow. in the world. And Pilgrim is going through his life, and it's a battle. And in one of the scenes there, Apollyon, or Satan, is is wrestling for his sword in his hand, trying to take it out of his hand. And what he's picturing there is Satan trying to take the word of God, the sword of the spirit. And a pilgrim, he holds onto that thing as tight as he can, and no way did Apollyon get it. But he wants to take away the word of God from our hearts, is what he wants to do. And we got to keep it there and use it on a regular basis. And, and it's a regular thing. I mean, they, these are regular wiles. They come, they, they strike you when you're down, they strike you when they're up. They, you know, the devil, the devil's game plan is, is really simple when you read the word of God. The wiles are coming. They're coming all the time. His strategy, yeah. Yeah, the, the strategy is real. And he's shooting. He's, he's clever. He's got these methods. He's got these schemes. He, he knows our besetting sins. He knows the things that we place first in our life. So when you place God first in your life, wow, can you imagine uh, what that does to change an individual? It changed my entire yeah, life amen. when I put God where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Let me just uh, conclude this thought with what some people have debated is whether it's the it's a one of the pieces of the armor, but I believe it's a, the seventh, and it's praying in the Spirit. Yeah. In verse 18, you see that it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. This is called the all prayer verse. And let me just read what I wrote down in some notes here. Prayer activates all our need of protection and power. All is mentioned four times in this verse. Always praying in every circumstance, all the time. All prayer, praying all the elements of prayer, thanksgiving, confession, petition, supplication, confession, they're all, so we're praying all elements of prayer, and then all perseverance, continuing with expectation, with all perseverance. And so we're anticipating God's answer in prayer and believing his answer, and then all saints, praying for all saints, not just for ourselves, not just for our family, but for all believers we know praying, and sometimes I, I don't have time to pray for all the missionaries I know that I normally pray for on Tuesday, so sometimes I'll just say, God, you know all their needs. I'm asking you to give special blessing to all of them. Some people say, that's a cop-out. Sometimes when I, they come to mind like that, I don't have time right there to do it, but I can use spontaneous prayer. And let me just say, Nehemiah is an example of spontaneous prayer. Yeah. He's got a sword in it, one, one hand and a trowel in the other one <laughs> because they're building the wall and the enemy's attacking them. But how many times the enemy comes and he says, help, Lord, just spontaneous, praying all the time. And let me just say that when you're in whatever circumstance you're in 
and you're having problems. It may be doubt. It may be discouragement. It may be depression. It may be whatever. It's time to pray and pray specifically about the armor piece that you need to put on right then. Yeah, so significant. I have a dear friend, had a dear friend named John Crabb. John Crabb was a pastor, missionary, uh, many years right outside of Cornell University up there in New York, planted a church with his wife by his side and served for 50 years in that church, Pastor. was one of the greatest men, was a prayer warrior, godly, played the piano, and then God started taking his sight from him. And uh, he lost his wife, and then God started taking his sight. But this guy would fly around the world to missions work. And we'd pick him up at the airport. He'd be, you know, looking around for us. We'd have to get in his face and say, Brother Crab, it's me. It's the old mm. brother Doug. So good to see you. Oh, Put him wow. in the car. Never had a bad word to say. Well, as we would go in to pray with him before church. So as it was our uh, thought, especially up in the church in New York, is we put 15 minutes of prayer time. So men, let's get together. We'll have 15 minutes of prayer time. And uh, when when John Crabb would come to our church in New York, we had to build in 30 or 45 minutes of prayer time. <laughs> I mean, he would call down God. And and uh, I remember he, he found out he had the, the beginnings of Alzheimer's when he was there in his 80s. 80s and uh, found out that his heart was given out on him and there was three or four things given out on him I remember I I got on the phone when I prayed with him I prayed with him as long as I could he had good memory at that point and his prayers turned into he'd pray for a little while then he'd go God you know Mm, you know God you know it all and uh, well anyway as it went on it obviously his memory went away but the the only thing he remembered to say was God you know. you know it. Amen. The last words that came out of that man's life about 30 minutes before he died, they went in and they were talking to him and they're like, Pastor Crab, are you all right? And everybody in town loved him. They knew him. He just buzzed in and out of the university everywhere. He was a graduate there at Cornell before he went to the seminary, knew everybody. And they, they were all wrapped around him and they said, is there anything we can do for you? And he said, God, you know. Mm-hmm. And all those people were so blown away. But isn't that what prayer is all about? Yes. It is. It's God, you know, and so the admonition from our God and Savior is not to flee from Satan, but to fight, yeah. stand, war, wrestle, hand-to-hand combat like wrestlers get tied up with one another. Spirit to spirit, I'm going to wrestle and I'm going to throw him down and have God's victory. And I, I would like to just quote, do we have a little bit of time? Where are we at on our time? We have about two minutes. Okay, let me just quote a song that I love that capsulizes what we have said. Soldiers of Christ, arise and put your armor on. Strong in the strength which God supplies through his eternal son. Strong in the Lord of hosts and in his mighty power, who in the strength of Jesus trusts, is more than conqueror. Stand then in his great might with all his strength endued and take to arm you for the fight, the panoply of God. And that's the whole armor of God, the panoply. That having done all things, that all your conflicts past, you may overcome through Christ alone and stand entire at last. Leave no unguarded place, no weakness of the soul. Take every virtue, every grace, and fortify the whole. From strength to strength, go on, wrestle and fight and pray. Tread all the powers of darkness down and win the well-fought day. 
What a song. Now, now, who's the author of that song? You know, I forget that. No. I, I'm sorry, Doug, but oh, I forget okay. it. I was reading it off of a page of a commentary that I brought. I love that word panoply, the entire, right? Yeah, it's the entire weaponry. You know, like an armory has all the weapons uh, for the soldiers. That's where they stored them. Well, he says, take all of the pieces of the armor and put them on panoply. Oh, that's, that's great. And what an honor it is to have you back with us, Pastor Miller. We're oh, just, good to be uh, with you. You know, just to know that God answered prayers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and boy, Pastor Miller was going through it. I have no idea what it would be to go with your heart out of rhythm. Uh, but I know his heart was always in the right place. And so thankful God was able to bring that back. So folks, remember this. Take account of your armory. You know, uh, when you get home, when you wake up in the morning, take account of these things. Put them uh, all on in the morning. Put the whole armor on. Look at, hey, did I put this on? You know, are, are my foot shot? Is, is my sword sharp today? Don't leave the house without that, folks. This world is hard. It's heavy. There's Be ready a lot of for the going. enemy. Be ready. And, uh, I mean, uh, be that soldier that faces the enemy. Don't lay down on the couch. Don't quit. Be that guy who's a soldier for your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We sure do love you. We look forward to talking to you next Monday, and we'll bring Pastor Miller back again. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.